I really like my own theme song. It's it's very good. It's very good. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Yvonne. Thank you for joining me. It's a show for creatives and entrepreneurs. And if you are new, I'm Yvonne Pearson, the founder of Pink Dollhouse Marketing and the host of this show. For those who are not new, welcome back from this hiatus. I know it was a little longer than expected, but bear with me. I did have to do some unexpected work travel in early January, which was the time period that I said we will be back. However, business came a calling and I had to hop on a plane and be in Atlanta for about, I would say like a few days, like three or four days. So now that I'm back, I am refreshed and I'm able to give you all the fun content that you deserve for these last four episodes of the season. I know, I know. Yvonne, you just came back from break. Girl, or other they, with respect, we have to plan a whole new season and my inbox is full with demand. And I want to make sure I give everyone enough time to join me for coffee for fun and engaging conversation. So... Grab your coffee and let's chat. But before I get into this week's episode and our interview, we have to get into our industry news segment called What's the Brew? And you know what? For the first time, I'm going to include myself in the What's the Brew news because I have news. My business, Pink Dollhouse Marketing, was recognized for an Innovation in Business MarTech Award as Best Boutique Marketing Agency in Washington, D.C. I should have made an official IG announcement, which I'll get around to that because, you know, I I forget sometimes to give myself my own accolades. But yes, I was recognized for the award. I did not nominate myself, so I don't know how they found me and my little business that could, but they did, and I received the recognition There hasn't been an official announcement yet. They are working on the press release and all the good things to feature me online. But once I have all that information, I will definitely share on the channels and the podcast so you know where to find it. In our next story, Tiffany and Nike collab. Now, before you get excited and say, oh my gosh, Tiffany and Nike together, it's not what you think. Reported by Baller Alert and really Black Twitter, Tiffany and Nike have launched their official sneaker collab called the 1837. Now, this design did not manifest what I saw in my head. I was imagining Tiffany Silver with the Nike swoosh, you know, giving us a little something for brunch on Sundays and maybe a casual Friday look. Instead, We got a faded black suede sneaker with a Tiffany blue swoosh. Now, who was on that design team? I just want to know who was on the team because that was the most least innovative look and feel for a shoe I have ever seen. And mind you, I am not a sneakerhead. I'm a Chuck Taylors kind of girl. I love me a good Converse, a limited edition drop for a Converse. You know, I have the Basquiat sneakers and I also have even the uh, Charlie Brown sneakers in my collection And when I saw this announcement on Black Twitter, I got excited because I can finally buy a pair of Nike swoosh sneakers that will fit more my aesthetic vibe. Think pastries. I was a pastries girl when they were very popular. Anyway, this shoe will retail for $400. Yes, 400 American USD Beyonce coin dollars. And when it dropped for the design there was a lot of reaction on the twitters and the socials about this look and feel 
even got to the point that designers came up with their own version of what they thought the collaboration would look like, which was better received. My cousin, who is a sneakerhead, she loves sneakers and is getting my little cousin into the sneakers, you know, collection as well. She said that they're trying to follow the lead of the unofficial Tiffany Dunks, which were launched so many moons ago. And I looked them up straight fire. This is more of a smolder. We don't like them. In our next story, Slutty Vegan is coming to the DMV, y'all. I am very excited about this. I've been wanting to try Slutty Vegan for forever. I tried when I was in New York last year for a creative conference, a black creative conference, let me be more specific. Uh, The one that we did the bonus episode for, remember that? Mm -hmm, That was the one. And I didn't get a chance to get over there because it was a long day. I was trying to do too much. When I'm in New York, really, I try to fit in as much stuff as possible because it's one of my favorite cities to visit. I've been there 50, 11 times. But anywho, when I finally made it to ATL when I went for work, I made it my business to order Slutty Vegan. I didn't have a chance to go in person because work came first and I wasn't trying to leave the premises too long and then they go, where'd this girl go? We didn't need that in our life. Anyway, Pinky Cole, the founder of Slutty Vegan, she announced this on her Instagram channel with a picture of a storefront space and it's in DC on 12th and H. Mind you, Pinky Cole just started this business not too long ago, pre-pandemic. She started out as a food truck in ATL in 2018, July 2018 to be exact. And since then, it has expanded to multiple locations, including NYC. Y'all, when I tell you the hype for this business was real, there were lines that were wrapping around for hours just to get a taste of the food when she had a food truck that is still in operation. I had a chance to try it, as I mentioned, and baby... Baby, baby, vegan food who? That was some of the best vegan food I've ever had. It was well seasoned. It was good. Even the vegan banana pudding, that slapped. Now, it wasn't Big Mama's. It wasn't Big Mama's, but also Big Mama wasn't making vegan banana pudding. She was making the real deal stuff. My God. But it was still a good substitute for those who want to experience the joy of soul food or cultural, um, you know, delectives. Is that a word? Delectables? You know what I'm saying. But people who want to experience those cultural delicacies, that was the word. Bear with me. Cultural delicacies that may not be uh, available to them due to dietary restrictions and things like that. So stay tuned. It will be opening, uh, she didn't give an opening date, but I'm thinking this year. And when it does open, I know the girlies will be out and about to experience Slutty Vegan. In our final story, oh, this makes me so sad. Andre Leon Talley is having his things auctioned off at a Christie's auction. Now, Christie's is the creme de la creme of the girlies when it comes to high-end auctions for art for fashion, for all the things. He, well, rest in peace, his estate have announced the official auction on a collaborative IG post. And about a year, yeah, it's been a year now, um, Andre Leon Talley passed away. Y'all, when I tell you this man was a legend, he worked for Vogue, Ebony Magazine, as a journalist, creative director. 
and editor-at-large. He was also the first black man to do so in his position at Vogue. When I tell you he was groundbreaking, Andre Leon Talley was doing this back in like the 80s when there was hardly a black face to be seen, let alone a person of color face to be seen in those fashion hallways. And what he did in helping to move the needle forward in the best way he could with the limited access in power because even though he had this high-ranking position, you have to remember he was the only black man in the room and sometimes the only black person, period, who was seen in these spaces. So trying to move the needle forward as much as he could, he gave as much impact and also helped to nurture some of the fashion names that we know of today. However, even though he was as powerful as he was in his position, he was still underpaid and he was still overworked. And this is just me being very frank. A lot of times when it comes to black creatives and black and brown creatives, we are put in these spaces and we are, you know, pushed to the highest amount of levels in terms of what we give to these companies and what we give to them in our creativity. But we sometimes let me be frank, a lot of times do not receive that same recognition we deserve in terms of compensation. While Andre was one of the most powerful figures in fashion, he was severely underpaid for the work that he was doing. He made Vogue what it is to me, to me, this is my opinion, he made Vogue what it is today. Anna Wintour would not be Anna Wintour without Andre Leon Talley. And if you've ever watched The Devil Wears Prada, which I have so many times, it's almost embarrassing. The characters um, played by Stanley Tucci of Nigel was allegedly Andre, Andre Leon Talley's character. And if you know in the movie, uh, when it came time for him to get a higher ranking position with another fashion company that... Uh, Miranda Priestly put him up for, he ended up not getting it to protect Miranda Priestly, allegedly Anna Wintour's character, her position at Runway. Andre Leon Talley, up until the time that he passed, uh, the relationship between him and Anna Wintour was on the rocks based on his book, I believe it was called, please hold, uh, The Chiffon Trenches. His book, The Chiffon Trenches, really revealed a lot of the things that were unsaid and untold about the industry and his experience. And with that, he was, him and Anna's, Anna's relationship was um, damaged by him telling the truth, but it was a truth that needed to be told. Now with his passing, his things are on auction with Christie, and I just feel that Vogue didn't do enough to recognize his contribution. I didn't see a special edition magazine or a tribute to Andre on their channels or anything beyond, you know, I think it was an IG post. For a man who has given his life to that magazine, who decided to stay loyal instead of moving on where he would be valued in his field for his expertise, to see that he died not having the money to financially secure himself later in life is very disappointing. And even though for the auction, his family, because he did not have any children, um, his family had an opportunity to 
get some of the things of his before it went to auction. And I believe also the Black Museum, African American Museum here in D.C. got a few pieces as well. But to know that his things were auctioned off is disrespectful to me because an icon like that, an icon like that did not deserve the ending to his story that he received. For him to not even own his own house, allegedly, um, because of those financial restraints. And to know that Andre gave everything to that magazine as a creative was hard, a hard pill to swallow and also started to make me realize the importance of valuing your worth and not being loyal because these companies will never be loyal to you as you are to them. So to get to the end of our story, because I could go to a whole tangent about Andre. I just loved him. The auction will begin officially on February 15th and a selection of highlights went on a global tour January 18th through the 24th ahead of the auction. The proceeds will benefit his church homes in Durham, North Carolina, and also NYC. Um, and finally, I just want to say rest in peace to Andre and his legacy will always live on through creatives like myself who looked up to him, who looked up to his work and who appreciated his cultural impact on fashion, on creativity, and on people like me who never thought that they would see themselves in those kind of positions. Because we know with Andre, those things are possible. For this week's episode of Coffee with Yvonne, I am joined by Jovan Jackson. He is someone that I actually met through one of my friends, Shantana. Hey, Shantana, boo! She is one of my friends that I just adore, but I went with her to a booty and brunch fitness event earlier this year. And it's something I was like, wait a minute. So we're going to work out then eat pancakes and waffles. I'm here for that. But he has transformed his passion for fitness into a thriving business here in the DMV area and is expanding to other cities as well with his booty and brunch fitness program at the time of recording this podcast. I believe the next city is Philadelphia. But when I met Jovan, I was just so taken aback by his passion and love for what he does. I just had to have him on the show. And we really had an honest conversation about fitness in our community, about eating healthy, about taking care of our bodies, especially for black folks and black women. You know, our bodies are constantly under scrutiny of what is considered fit, what is considered healthy. And we really dived into that as well. So please enjoy this conversation, this very fun and lively conversation with the passionate, the transformative, the amazing Jovan Jackson. So Jovan, have you, you know, got your workout in this morning and everything? I know you have. Oh, uh, not yet. Not yet. I'm going to do it out right after this, actually. Okay. Well, you'll be proud. I already got my treadmill time in, got my weights in and all that other stuff this morning. Um, my eyes popped open for some reason at 6 a.m. And I was like, no, it's Sunday. What are we doing? We shouldn't be sleeping. <laughs> Of course, of course. All right, so like I mentioned before, I have another special guest joining me today. And he wasn't originally on my list of guests, but after I attended his booty brunch class with my good friend Shantana, who invited me, 
I just had to have him on the show because his vibe and his energy, as well as his passion for what he does, was just so authentic that I had to share them with the rest of you. Javon Jackson's love for fitness started when he was seven years old as a form of discipline when he would get into trouble in school for talking or passing notes. As a young adult, Jovan competed in sports activities, setting his path for becoming a fitness trainer. He received his certification in sports medicine and personal training through the National Association of Sports Medicine. As an entrepreneur, Jovan built his business, PR Fitness, literally from the ground up, building his own fitness studio with the help of his mom. Three years later, and numerous viral videos, Javon's passion for fitness is well known throughout the DMV. His services include one-on-one -on -one personal training, body-inclusive fitness classes, and high-intensity fitness. His joy for helping others achieve their fitness goals radiates through his interactions with his clients and digital community. Always thinking about giving back, he creates opportunities for others who are also passionate about fitness to grow in their craft. And with that being said, welcome to Coffee with Devon Java. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? What it do, baby? Hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. First, I'm excited to have someone who is from the DMV on my show. You know, PG County stand up all day long. <laughs> So we're going to jump right into our questions. And Javon, you know, we're kicking off the new year. Everyone has their New Year's resolutions with their body goals. And a lot of people's New Year's resolutions are to lose weight or to eat healthier. But 45% of those people abandon their goals by February. What are some tips you can share to help people keep track of their goals and really stay on track with their vision? Um, well, one thing, I don't want to talk bad about New Year's resolutions, but we need to start with the New Year's resolution simply because you have to know your why. Why are you doing this? Um, if your reason for why you want to make any change in your life is for any other reason other than the love of yourself and want to be the best version of yourself, you won't stick to it. Um, New Year's resolutions are to please society. Like it, it's this societal thing that they've made it such a big change on New Year's. Do your New Year's resolution. And But in reality, if if you smoke cigarettes every day and you don't need to stop, but it's April 1st, you're going to wait till January 1st, you can have lung cancer by then. If you went to the doctors on December 1st and they said, you're pre-diabetic, you need to stop drinking soda. And you say, okay, 30 more days, I'm going to stop drinking in 30 more days because that's New Year's resolution. And you get diabetes by the time New Year's come. You know what I'm saying? So you really didn't stop drinking soda for you and for your self-love. You stopped drinking soda because society told you on this day, stop drinking soda. And for that reason, um, it's not grounded enough in a meaningful reason that will have you stick to it. Because, for example, let's say, for example, you want to get fit for your birthday that's coming up. You say, I want to wear a two-piece bikini on my birthday. At some point, if you don't really want to do it for you, you're going to say, man, forget these people. They're they going to get whatever, whatever body give. I'm going to put on this one piece. Forget it. I really don't care. Because you weren't trying to lose the weight for you and your health. You were trying to lose weight for Instagram pictures. Instagram pictures is not a meaningful enough reason for you to stick to something that's life-changing. So you have to know your why. Why are you doing this? And it has to be for you and you only. Because for any other reason than you and you only, you won't stick to it. And you know, you're absolutely right. Because speaking about me personally, about two years ago, 
I started my fitness journey losing 45 pounds through nutrition and walking. And my why was a, a couple things. You know, I went through a period of depression. Um, I went through a tough time between 2018 and 2020 when it was dealing with, you know, stressful job, uh, an unhealthy environment in that stressful job. And then on top of that, losing my grandmother um, right before the pandemic started, which kind of put me at a tailspin. And I was not eating healthy. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't putting me first. And in finding that why of putting myself first, I was able to take a step back and go, if I want to be around, if I want to be healthy for the remainder part of my adult life, I need to make a different choice. And in making that different choice, I started walking. I know the girls are like, you know, I want to like drop the pounds really quick, really fast. But people forget that walking is such a underrated exercise. I mean, at first, Javon, to tell you the truth, I had trouble walking not even a mile or a half a mile. I would get out of breath and tired. Now I'm clearing the girls. I'm clearing at least like five miles by myself. And then I'm on the trail going, I got to walk back. Like <laughs> when I figure out how far I'm walking back. Yeah, I'm like dad, got it. I gotta walk back. I just did five miles. Whoa, girl, you in DC. Oh, that is a good point. So <laughs> but the point I'm saying is losing weight in a healthy way takes time. However, as you know, Jovan, there are TikTok trends, products, and methods people use to lose weight fast. Can you share why this is not sustainable? It's definitely not sustainable because it's all fast. Um, anything that happens quickly, you can't um, you can't hold on to. It's something similar to, uh, let's say, for example, you're studying for an exam you have the next day. And you haven't studied all semester, but the exam is, is in eight hours. So you got to cram the night before. So you're up all night cramming, 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 doing these crazy methods to try to pass this test. Okay, you, you may pass the test, but if I were to ask, but if I were to give you that same exam a week from now, you would fail it because you didn't retain any of the information. You actually didn't learn anything. You didn't learn the principles. You didn't learn the meanings of the definition. You just crammed for a quick little pass test. So the same thing with these flat tummy tees and these ISO tees and these waist trainers and things like that is you don't get the benefit of changing an actual lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? You don't learn the ins and outs of your body, of health and what it means. And one thing that I want to say when it comes to these products, things like that, because I don't want to give them all a bad rep. So I will uh, play devil's advocate here. Do they work? Do the fit tummy tees work? Do the ISO tees work? Do the fat burners and the waist trainers and wrapping your stomach in plastic? Do they help? Yes, they help. But they only help in conjunction with healthy nutrition and fitness. You can't just drink flat tummy tea and then go get chicken and waffles and, at brunch. You can't wrap your stomach with with with, with plastic and, and put Vaseline on your stomach while you're you're you're, you're drinking Kool-Aid and soda. Like it doesn't work like that. Um you need the whole pie chart. Okay. For example, just like a car. I can put four brand new tires on my car. If the engine don't work, the car not gonna move. I can have the best engine in the world. If there's no gas in my car, I'm not going nowhere. I can have the prettiest paint job spinning rims and everything. If I can't find my car keys, it's not going nowhere. So you can have individually, you can have these things that work for you, but without them all working together, you're not going anywhere. And that's how these, these fads are, these ISOTs, these waist trainers, do these things help? Yes, they're supplements. 
They are only supplements. They are there. There's no magic pill that you can just take this magical fat burner and you can keep eating steak and cheeses every night. It doesn't work like that. You have to eat healthy. You have to train hard. And if you want to take a fat burner or wear a, 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 a waist trainer or plastic thing like that, then fine. But it only works if you have the basic of the health and fitness down. Because yeah. I'm going to be real with you. Any weight you lose in the process of doing these things that you shouldn't be doing, you're going to gain it all back plus some. So if, if you go on some crazy diet, I'm going to just eat ice for a month. I'm going to just eat ice. I'm going to chew ice for a month. I'm not going to eat anything but ice. If you go on one of these crazy diets where you lose 30 pounds in a month, good job. But next month, you're going to gain 45 back. So you're going to be bigger than you were previous to that. So was it really worth it? You know, you're absolutely right, because I think nutrition is the part that's always missing from the equation when people are talking about they want to lose weight. You brought up the point about you can have a flat tummy tea, but then you're eating the steak and cheese, sis or bro or whomever. What are you doing? Like you're canceling things out. And one thing I learned in my own personal nutrition journey was giving my body the right fuel it needs to be successful throughout the day. I learned I can't start my day with, uh, even though it was so good, Javon, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't start my day with a Chick-fil-A breakfast, okay? Them little chick minis. I can't start my day with a chick mini. Sis, you need to put that down. And then you need to instead start your day with a healthy spinach smoothie with like fresh greens and fresh fruits. And even though, Javon, it tastes delicious to me, my friends will look at me and say, that looks disgusting. I'm like, yeah, but look at the skin though. Yeah. But this body is giving though, and, and it's all is curving and she's still giving though. This smoothie is part of that. And then also I learned too, Javon, things like oatmeal. People love oatmeal, but they're doing it. What I found out from nutrition the wrong way. Yeah. They're taking oatmeal from these sugary packs yeah. and making it in the morning instead of getting that big old canister. Uh, and the generic brands are just as good too. Shout out to Target. But <laughs> they're putting all this stuff in it that adds more and more and more sugar and calories to it instead of keeping it simple with like, you know, maybe organic honey and some cinnamon to give it a little je ne sais quoi. Uh, that being said, I just want to know from you, in your opinion, how does nutrition play a role in a person's overall fitness besides the stuff Ari brought up? Yeah, so what most trainers will tell you is that nutrition is 75% of fitness goals. Whatever your fitness goal is, whether you want to lose weight, you want to gain weight, you want to gain muscle, you want to tone your booty and your body up, you want to get a flat tummy, nutrition is 75% of the game, okay? And 75% is at least a C, okay? So without the nutrition, one, one thing that we say in the fitness community is that you cannot outwork a bad diet. You cannot outrun a bad diet. You can work out seven days a week. If after you leave my gym, you stop by the carryout and get a mumbo sauce and chicken wings, it doesn't matter. I don't care how, what, what your little Apple Watch says, you burn a thousand calories. It doesn't matter if you go and eat a thousand calories. It doesn't, it wipes out everything you've done. So you have to have a good meal plan that's in line with what your goals are. And one thing that I want to say, because people say, oh, it's so nasty eating the same grilled chicken and the broccoli is so disgusting. I'd rather have steak and cheese and things like that. Find out what you like and what you enjoy because this, the health and fitness process is something you want to enjoy. I don't want anyone to wake up saying, oh my God, I have to go to this dumb gym. I eat this nasty food because if that, that's your mindset, you're not going to do it. Or you may do it for a couple of days, but by day three, you're off of it. 
And Javon, I totally agree with you because if, you know, we're in the DMV, right? Brunch is life in this area. Like, I mean, you had a booty and brunch class and the girls were like, oh, I get to work out, then I get to eat. Like it was well responded to. But for those who struggle with eating healthy, the rebuttal sometimes is eating healthy costs too much. So what are some of your solutions for that for those who are on a budget? Because eggs are $10 at this point, Javon. Like what, what are we doing? Like what are we going to do at this point? So do you have any tricks for that? Yeah, so so here's, it's, it's two sides to the story when it comes to food costs too much, okay? Because I hear that all the time. Somebody say, man, food costs so much, food costs so much. You should go to Starbucks every day. It's, 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 it's $6 a cup for Starbucks. You go to Chipotle, a Chipotle bowl of burritos, eight, nine, ten bucks. So, like, what are we talking about here? Like, like, come on, don't play with me like that. Like, do not play with me like that. Cause I can pull your receipts of money you've wasted in the past month. Like, 99% of people, if we go to our bank account for the last 30 days, we can find a good two, three, four hundred dollars of things we've wasted money on, which is probably food. We waste money every month on the food. So I don't want to hear that. Okay. Now, for the one percent of person who truly doesn't have the money, and it may be, uh, they may see it as expensive to um, eat healthy. Once again, it's it's more expensive to eat out. It's more expensive because you may say, okay, McDonald's is, is only a, a a dollar menu. Okay, so you got the dollar burger, the dollar fry, and then the dollar drink. That's three bucks. I can get you a meal under three bucks if 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 you meal prep. Because once again, you know, if you buy in bulk. It's actually cheaper. Okay, so here's the here's the mind trick that nutrition plays on you. Okay, so what we feel like is that okay, if, if I go to um, Starbucks, it's only like five or six bucks. If I go to McDonald's, it's only three bucks here. Okay, Chipotle only five bucks there. So, so it comes out in small increments. So it, it plays a mind trick. It's only three bucks. Oh, it's, it's only five bucks. Oh, it's only eight bucks. It's only five bucks. At the end of the month, you didn't spend five hundred dollars as opposed to you going to the grocery store and you seeing that one $100 bill. It's like, oh my God, I spent $100 in one day. Oh my God, oh my God, it's just, it's so much in one day. But you don't realize you spent 200 a week on fast food. But because it came out in small increments, it doesn't seem like it. So you feel better about yourself. Oh, I only spent five bucks here. I only spent five bucks here. My grocery bill was $100. Oh no, I can't do that, that's expensive. But in reality, you're spending more money going out to eat all the time. You know what I'm saying? So people got to really look at that as well. And then the long-term cost effect. Okay, even if eating unhealthy is cheaper now, imagine what that health bill is going to be. It's it's more expensive. You're going to pay for it later. When you're unhealthy, when you have diabetes, when you have high blood pressure, when your health insurance won't cover you, it's more expensive then. So choose choose you know so and you know what that's absolutely true because when i go to the grocery store i make a list and i break it down by category the things i need to buy while that pack of chicken has gone up from eight dollars to 15 i still buy the pack of chicken because i can break it up after i you know i clean it and season it and that could be different meals that i can have you know throughout the week or however same thing with salmon etc for those of us who do sometimes go out to eat I purposely go to places like, I like Kava. Kava is a favorite of mine. I enjoy Nando's, you know, places like that, Sweet Green. But they tend to be harder to find in Black and Brown communities. I'm fortunate enough that I live near some of those places. 
However, you know, like you mentioned, Chipotle is easier for us to go to or Chick-fil-A or places like that. Like, can you still eat healthy at some of these fast casual spots that are popular in black communities? Let me get into it right now. I'm glad you asked that because I went through this the other day. Um, tell them, Jovan, tell them. Man, listen, I ran out of my meal prep, which is um, unprofessional of me. I should not have ran out. I should have prepared, but I'm human. Things happen. So I, I ate my last meal prep and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go to the store tomorrow. And then something came up. I didn't have time to go to the store. So I'm like, crap, I have no food in this house. What am I going to get? So I went to Chick-fil-A. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you two stories. So I went to Chick-fil-A and I was like, look, all I want is just the, the chicken patty. Just, I, I just want the, the chicken breast. Like, I don't want the bread. I don't want the, the cheese. I don't want the, just give me the chicken patty. I want two of them. And the lady at, at, the, at the counter, she was like, huh? She's like, no one had ever ordered that before. She was like, I don't even know, like, how to charge you. Like, we don't sell just chicken patties. Like, we sell the, the, the burger. And I was like, okay, well, just give me the chicken. So she had to call her manager over, and they gave me, like, some, some discount or whatever to give me just a chicken patty. So I left with just two chicken patties, like, just two chicken breasts. So that, that, that was one instance. Another instance is um, I was at the barbershop, and I was hungry at the barbershop. And you know, sometimes you go to the barbershop, it's a wait. Oh my goodness. You'd be like, what's the point of making an appointment if I'm sitting here for an hour? Like, what's, what's the point of having an appointment? So he was running behind. It is what it is. I planned my meals out so that I would eat before I went there. Then I would get my hair cut or shape up. And then I would go home back to my meal plan. But the barbershop was taking way too long. So I got hungry. I said, crap, I'm out here in DC. I have no food. So I went to um, Chipotle. Then it's like, what would you like? I said, just give me a bowl of chicken. That's all I want. Just give me a bowl and just fill it up with chicken. That's it. And once again, they was like, well, we don't really know how to, like, we don't have that on the menu. We don't know how to try it. We usually, people usually get a bunch of other stuff with it as well. So I was like, just charge me for just the chicken. So I walked out with a bowl of just chicken breast. That's it. Just cut up chicken breast. And I was able to keep my macros, um, keep my calories down and still eat healthy while being out with no food. You know what I'm saying? That's one, those are two options. Another option is when you go to a grocery store like Wegmans or Giant or things like that, they have like the little salad bar station. You can go make your own salad and things like that. So that's that's another option. Those are my 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 go-tos when I need some fast food but still be healthy. And those are great examples because I don't think people realize you can go to Chick-fil-A and just get patties or go to Chipotle and just get like a bowl of chicken. Uh, so that's really good suggestions for those of us who still go to those places. Now, thinking about our overall community, I'm going to be real with you. We embrace the idea of being thick sometimes that we allow that to be an excuse for not embracing a healthier lifestyle. Now, former thick girls who thighs touch. Okay. <laughs> For the thick girls who size touch but are still active, how can we be thick and healthy? Because Javon, I say this all the time, is thick and healthy and then it's thick and sloppy. I will say this. There's a very thin line. There's a very thin line. How thin? Between thick and, I'm going to with you, fat. It's a very thin line, okay? The, the line is thin. It's not nice. It's a, it's a thin line, okay? You big, the line thin, okay? It's plain and simple, Okay. But in the fitness community, there is a such thing called thick fit, okay? We like our women thick fit, okay? Once again, there's a thin line between thick fit and you just big, okay? So um, if you are BMI, it's based off of BMI, body fat percentage, and, and, and things like that. So most Black people, we like ourselves to have some meat on our bones. We like a little thicker, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
we were not the European Caucasian who like to be on the skinnier side. And which also uh, the BMI metrics and things like that was, I feel like it's based on European standards. Okay? It, 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 they, didn't, they didn't really make the BMIs according to black population, okay? So what I tell my clients is whatever your suggested BMI is or whatever your suggested weight is um, on uh, the, the scale on anything like that, add like another 10 to 15 pounds to it. And that's where you want to be in, in, in your thick fit range. I ain't say add another 50 pounds to it. Now you're in the obese category, okay? But whatever your suggested BMI or which is your, your, your suggested weight is, you can add about a 10 to 15 pounds to it and still be good. But when it comes to thick fit and being um, fat, obese, overweight, whatever, whatever term people want to use, um, it's based on your health. It's based on your health. If you are not diabetic, if you do not have high blood pressure, if you do not have diabetes, if you do not have hypertension, and you have good overall health, then you're good. You know what I'm saying? But you can't say, oh, I'm just thick, I'm just thick, but you're obese. I'm just thick, I'm just thick, but you have knee and back problems because you're overweight. Oh, I'm just thick, I'm just thick, but you can't even walk up your stairs in your house without having to take a break in the middle of the stairs. No, baby, you're not thick, you're unhealthy, okay? You are um, perpetrating the uh, diseases that come within our black community of high blood pressure, hypertension, obesity, and we're passing them off as, oh, it's in my genetics. Um, my whole family uh, uh, runs uh, diabetes. My uh, uh, diabetes runs in my family. No, baby, no one runs in your family. That's the problem. No, no one runs in your family. That's the issue, okay? Nobody does. Diabetes is not running in your family. What runs in your family is the habits, okay? Um, um, obesity doesn't run in your family. What runs in your family is the cornbread is the, the baby back ribs. That's what runs in your family, okay? It's the habits that run in your family that's making everyone obese. So at some point, you have to be the person to break the chain of that, okay? And I know it's gonna be uncomfortable because you're gonna be the only one eating salads. Everyone's gonna be looking at you like you're crazy. But at some point, someone has to break the chain, okay? But um, once again, as long as you feel healthy, as long as um, you're not in any um, health concerns or health scares, then as long as you're working out and you're maintaining an overall balanced diet, it's all about the overall balanced diet, then um, you can be thick fit, but you got to get your butt in the gym, you got to do your cardio, and you have to have an overall healthy, well-balanced nutritional diet. And I'm glad you broke it down that way because, again, diabetes does not run in the family. Cornbread does and everything else. And unfortunately, a lot of environmental factors have kept a lot of black and brown folks from embracing a healthier lifestyle due to, you know, access to, in our communities, access to healthy foods, walking trails, parks, et cetera, et cetera. Like it really does play a large role in it, but there's only so many excuses we can give before we become the habit ourselves in you know, having the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the bad knees, et cetera, et cetera. Being truthful, there is a lot of conversation on social media right now about a certain performer, and I'm going to bring her up in my next question. Okay. okay. You know who it is. Her name uh -huh. is Lizzo, uh -huh. and she receives a lot of scrutiny for her weight despite being active. In reality, there is a stigma associated with larger bodies not being considered healthy due to appearance. As a professional, and again, this is a safe space, no judgment zone. What are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I'm not her doctor, so I don't know her medical records. So once again, it will all depend on the, the medical records. Now, 
as a professional who have seen many bodies, I've seen, I've trained over a thousand women and men in my life. So as, as a person who have seen thousands of bodies, she fits the body type of someone that is not in the healthiest of conditions. She either has chronic diseases currently or is in the process of developing chronic diseases in the future if she continues on um, the path of, um, like I said, I, I, I'm not with her 20, I don't know what she eats at nighttime. I, I don't She's a vegan. Don't get me started on that. Matter of fact, since she brought okay. up, started on that. Okay. Let's okay. on the whole <laughs> vegan thing. Oh my goodness. The vegan and plant-based um, people. I want you to understand this. I'm I'm a professional at this, okay? The purpose, if, if anyone says, I'm going to become vegan or I'm going to become plant-based because I want to lose weight, they have no clue what they're talking about. Being vegan or plant-based has absolutely nothing to do with weight loss, okay? Becoming vegan or plant-based is based on individuals wanting to save the animals wanting to care for the animals, not kill the animals. That's what it's about. It's about PETA, okay? You care about animals. You don't want to be have cows and people's chicken slaughtered. That's all it is. There is vegan macaroni and cheese. There is vegan cookies. There is vegan cupcakes. There, No, you can still be a vegan and be eating so many processed carbs and so much sugar and things like that. And one thing when it comes to vegan, they say, okay, these, these, these are vegan chicken or vegan steak or vegan chicken, everything like that. What do you think they have to do to make this chicken be vegan? Do you know the process it has to go through? You're eating a highly processed food. I've got like impossible burgers or vegan burgers. It's like 1,500 milligrams of sodium in these things. That's not healthy. So... When people say I'm I'm going uh, I'm I'm going vegan to, to lose weight, there's a restaurant called Slutty Vegan. You know what Slutty Vegan means? Slutty Vegan is we're going to take this healthy food and we're going to slut it out. That's what we call it in the fitness community. We call it slut out. So for example, let's say you take a a chicken salad, right? You take a chicken salad, a healthy chicken salad, and then you dump a bunch of salad dressing. You just dump a salad dressing and you throw a bunch of bad stuff in it. We call that slutting it out. Or you take some some healthy chicken breast and you put a bunch of barbecue sauce on it, mumbo sauce, you just slutted it out. You took something that was healthy and you made it unhealthy. So it really doesn't matter. So when it comes to the whole vegan thing, if you're going to be vegan, understand why. It's for the savior of the animals, not because you want to lose weight. You can be a big joint vegan. Trust me. It does not matter. If, if you eat cupcakes, but they're vegan cupcake, guess what? It's still loaded with sugar. You're still going to gain weight. You're still going to get diabetes. It doesn't matter. So just be cautious with the whole vegan thing. Understand why you're doing it because you want to cleanse your body. You want to save the animals, whatever the case is. Just know why you're doing it. But yeah, that's the whole vegan thing. And thinking about when you said about vegan foods or vegetarian foods have a lot of processed sodium, sugar, et cetera, et cetera. I saw a documentary on Netflix about a year or so ago, all about sugar and the business of sugar. And it really took me back and it had me reading the back of every single bottle or product and going, why are there 34 grams of sugar in bread? Why are there, why is there so much sugar in X, Y, and Z? So could you talk a little bit about how sugar can contribute to keeping us unhealthy while we think we're still being healthy? 
Yep. So sugar is uh, the one nutrient on earth that has literally no nutritional benefit at all. Sugar has no nutritional benefit at all. It, all it does is it, 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 it bursts you with energy and whatever you don't burn off with the energy, it stores as fat. And the thing that most people have to realize is that when we were kids, we could eat sugar and drink sugary drinks and it wouldn't affect us because why? We were running around outside, we were playing outside, we were active, we were young, so we burned the calories off. As adults, when the last time you played outside? When the last time you went to the basketball court with your friends and played or, or, or played sports? When I was a kid, I played three sports as a kid. My only job as a kid was to gig grades and have fun running around. We don't do that as adults. Now, so, Javon, you know we don't got the same needs we had when we were kids. That's why some of them not outside no more. They're sitting down the moment they hit the ground. So. <laughs> exactly. So those, those calories we burnt off as children, they're now sticking to us as adults. So sugar is addictive. It's, people think drugs are the only thing that's addictive. Food is an addiction. Okay, sugar is an absolute addiction, and um, one thing that people need to understand is that there's a difference between natural sugar and, and, and processed sugar. Okay, natural sugar is good for you, which comes in fruits and things like that. Um, processed sugar, uh, if you look on the back of anything, it'll say um, added sugars or included sugars or something like that. You want to stay far, far away from those and watch out for these so called healthy drinks these uh, naked drinks or these smoothies that you may go buy at a store, you turn on the back of that, that healthy smoothie drink, 80 grams of sugar in this drink. The, the human female body can only process, I believe for a female, it's like 24 grams of sugar per day. So in this one drink, you just consume three, four days of sugar in five minutes. And people really have to understand that. You truly have to understand that. Now, it's all relative, okay? Now, would I rather you go to Turning Natural or Smoothie King than McDonald's? Of course. If, if, if your only two options are McDonald's and Smoothie King, then go to Smoothie King. If those are your only two options. But if your option is Smoothie King, meal prep and water, meal prep and water is your best option. Because even this Smoothie King, even though it's better than a greasy cheeseburger greasy steak is better than that there's also still a better option than that okay so every once in a while have your go have, have your smoothie king go have your turn natural go buy your little naked drinks go go to your starbucks drinks have fun enjoy it of course we're human but your every day needs to be your meal prep your water and if you make a smoothie you make it at home that way you control the ingredients you put in it because these companies do not care about your health they're in it to make money. They will sell it to you as a health product, but they're in it to make money. If I got to cut corners to make this thing taste good, taste better and save me some money, oh, I'm going to cut the corners. So please be aware of that. Be aware of that. They are in it to make money. They do not care about your health overall. And you're absolutely right. And bringing up things like Smoothie King, you know, even Tropical Smoothie, I found out very quickly that when they add those sugars in, when you say, please don't put any added sugar or anything in there, it tastes completely different than what it's supposed to taste. I'm like, completely. What is, what, what, is that actual fruit? Is that fruit I taste? <laughs> so it's, it is really interesting because people promote these kind of things on social media and really 
knowing that the new body types are popular really give the idea that, you know, smoothies are, you know, looking snatched all the time are the best way to do it. And this IG model body type, let's just be real, is Javon, I'm sorry, we got to talk about it, Javon, we got to talk about it. It's helping to create almost a body dysmorphia in black and brown communities. What are your thoughts on this? Like, do you think the the BBL lifestyles, the lipos, all the other stuff that are almost unrealistic to maintain are creating this bad trend of not really loving real healthy bodies? 100%. And it's so unfortunate. Because once again, I work with thousands of females. Like my female population is, is like 99% of my clientele is females. And I hear it all the time how I want to look like her. I want to look like her. They, they, they will screenshot me a picture and say, make me look like her. And I'm like, I can't because she don't even look like her. That's not even real. You know what I'm saying? She either had surgery or she filtered out her pictures. You can see the wall in the background is curved. Ain't no curved walls in the room. Her, what, come on now. Her couch is a circle couch. You're like, you can't see it. You can't see how everything in her, her TV is, is, looks weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but the, on a deeper level, it, 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 it breaks my heart how I, I talk to women and they get so depressed and talk so down and so bad about themselves because they compare themselves to something that's not even real. It's not even real. So even if you wanted to accomplish that, you can't. So it's like, I'm not good enough and I will never be good enough because you're comparing yourself to somebody who didn't even accomplish it the way that they're saying. And it's very, it's, it's very upsetting for me as a trainer because I see people do this all the time. They will go get surgery. And then as soon as they recover from the surgery, if you want to look like me, do this workout, buy this flat tummy tea and did it. I'm like, what is going on? You didn't even get to buy it like that. Sis, don't tag your flat tummy tea. Tag your surgeon, okay? Tag the surgeon. Don't tag the tea. Don't tag the waist trainer company. Tag the surgeon, because that's why you look like that. And it's just so bad because um, those women who get the surgery, let's say the popular women like Kim Kardashian, they have the money where they can get 10, 8, 9, 11, 12 surgeries and keep fixing this, keep fixing that. And they have the money to go to the top surgeons. You have women, no shade, but work at Walmart that want to look like Kim Kardashian and they're getting these bought surgeries in the back alleys of, of Chevrolet, see Pleasant somewhere. And they're, 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 they're dying on these uh, operation tables. They're getting silicone flat tire stuff stuffed in their butts and they're ruining their lives, trying to look like Kim Kardashian. And the problem is that these celebrities aren't telling the whole truth. And that's unfortunate because they're misleading the public. And when you have such a platform like that, I think it's criminal to mislead the public like that because you are making these women go out here and try to look like you because you're glorifying it. And if, if you want to get a high value man, if you want to get a baller, if you want to live a soft life, you got to look like this. You got to do all these things. And these women are, are either going into depression because they can't look like that or can't afford to look like that. Or you got women who are spending their life savings to look like that, look like a botched version of that. And you got women who get these surgeries and what their doctor don't tell them is that after you get this surgery you have to go eat healthy and work out you have to keep it up because if you don't you're going to be right back on the operation table having another surgery paying me thousands of dollars more 
And another thing that I want to speak on is if you go to an actual good doctor who says you got to have a mental uh, check, you got to do a physical check. Um, if you want to get the surgery, man, you must lose 50 pounds. Let's throw a number out there. In order to qualify for the surgery, you have to lose 50 pounds. So you go home, right? You start working out. You start eating healthy. You lose 50 pounds for the surgery. Just keep losing it. Just keep doing what you were doing. Like, it baffles me so much that for 30 years, you couldn't lose five pounds. But as soon as the doctor said, you want this surgery, go lose 50. And automatically, you lost 50 like that. Well, if you know how to lose 50, keep doing what you're doing. What do you need surgery for? Just keep doing whatever. Well, I guess the surgery motivated you. But if that's what motivated you to lose 50, keep doing what you're doing. Lose another 50. Lose 100. What do you need a surgery for? If, if one of the prerequisites for getting weight loss surgery is weight loss, then just keep doing it. You know, that, that, that baffles me. I will never understand that. But people who go 30 years can't lose five pounds. They will lose 50 for surgery and they go get surgery. And once they get surgery, they stop doing what they were doing and then they gain it back. You would be shocked. Maybe you won't be shocked about how many women get surgery and they gain it all back. They just completely waste it because it's mental. It starts mentally. If you do not have the mindset and create a lifestyle first, then the surgery doesn't matter. Because so many women, they say, well, once I get my body done, I'm going to change. Once I get, once I look snatched, I'm going to change. It does not work like that. Because mentally, once you see yourself, oh, I look good. Oh, now I can afford a cupcake. Now, because I look good. I, I, I can afford a cookie because I look good now. Or, 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 or you've never changed your mindset in the first place to even prepare yourself for the surgery, for the life after surgery. They gain it all back. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. You're risking your life. And your body was not meant to be cut open. Our bodies were not meant for this. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of behind the scene things that go on with these celebrities that they don't share to the public. And I think that's, I think it's criminal. I think it's criminal, honestly. Now, Javon, thinking about like weight loss and I know some of my friends are going through this right now. They look at pictures of themselves back in their 20s or back in their teens, like, oh, if I could only get back to that body type again, I wish I could be this size again. Now, as someone who has embraced her 30s, because I'm 35, I understand your body as a woman, can I speak for others, but as a woman goes through multiple changes, right? You have your body when you were a young woman, a young adult, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think we need to give ourselves more grace about how our body um, continues to develop and, you know, reshape itself as we get older? A hundred percent. I'm I'm 36 and I don't have the, I will never have the body I had when I was 16 in high school playing three sports. It's not, it's, it's just not because one, I don't play three sports anymore. And two, I'm 36 now. It's, I will never, I, I, my metabolism has slowed down since then. My testosterone has slowed down since then. Like you don't have the same, um, body mechanics you did when you were in high school or even in college. So that's just part of life. You know what I'm saying? The same way our hairs get gray. Our, 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 our boobs start to sag. Our butt start to sag. Things like that. That's part of getting older. Um, but once again, we go to our last conversation is that people want to live these Instagram lives. They see a Kim Kardashian, a, a Lotto, who has had surgery, a, 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 a Sweetie, a, 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 a Nicki Minaj, 
they see women like like these and they say, oh, they're 35, they're 40. Why can't I, I should be able to look like that too. And those, that's not natural. It's just not natural. Once again, it's so sad to see women not give themselves grace because once again, they're comparing themselves to something that's not natural. And it, 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 once again, it just, it just breaks my heart every time that I, I hear a client talk about herself or request that I make her look like Kim Kardashian when Kim Kardashian don't even look like Kim Kardashian who was born, K Kylie Jenner, none of them look like they were born. Like, let's be real about this. And you're complaining, you're comparing your black beautiful body and your black beautiful face to these white women who had surgery. And it's just, baby girl, stop. Please stop, ladies. It, it, it's not worth it. Be beautiful in your body. Work out. One thing that I always said is that I would never take a steroid. I would never get enhanced pills for men who do bodybuilding shows. I would never do any of that. Me and my best friend, she, she's a female who does, uh, she, she did bodybuilding as well, is that we will only do what our body allows us to do. We will never compromise our body with steroids or surgery or anything. If my, if me, if I give my 100% effort and this is the best body that God will give me, I'm satisfied with that. I am content. I'm happy. I know I've done everything I can naturally. If it wasn't meant for me to have a 12 pack, if I can only have a four pack or two pack, I'm cool with it. If my body wasn't meant to get down to 150, if I, if the, if the lowest, I can, if, if, mind you, if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, and if you know you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that's different. But if you know I've, I've really done my best and the most I can get down to is 175, I'm fine with it. I'm happy with that because I'm enjoying my life. I enjoy going to the gym. I enjoy eating healthy and occasionally having some fun with my friends or going out on a date and having some fun with going on a date or something like that. I'm happy with life. The main thing you want to do is be happy with life. It doesn't matter how good your body looks if you're not happy with your life. Plain and simple. And I love how you gave just such a, a passionate speech about accepting who you are and understanding where you are in your own personal fitness journey and what your body will allow. Now, for those who want to start their fitness journey, the first thought is always to hit the gym. Yet gym memberships can be expensive depending on where you choose to go. Can you share a few exercises that don't require a gym membership? Yeah, the best, the best thing that I can say is go walk. It's free. Walking is free. You have your neighborhood, depending on where you live, but you have your neighborhood, you have local tracks like uh, high school tracks, middle school tracks, um, college tracks. You can walk on the tracks that are open on certain days. Um, you have community centers in the community that should be for the community. So it should be free, 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 uh, free membership for the members in the community. And then one thing that I learned is that if you live in a state or city that has a sports team, like I live right across the street from the Washington Redskins slash Commander Stadium, the football stadium. They play on Sundays. So Monday through Saturday, it's open to the public. You can go walk around a stadium and whether it's 4 o'clock in the morning, whether it's 12 during lunch hour, or whether it's 5 p.m. There's not hundreds, but there's maybe 50 people that just walk. They got their kids in the strollers walking around. You got old people, young people. You can go up there, walk around, and meet workout people. Meet fitness friends. That is the number one thing that I would tell people is that go to places where other fitness people go. Because one thing, and this is a life lesson, 
you want to hang around like-minded people that have the same goals and, and are on the same path as you. That comes to fitness, financial, business, career, school, relationships, anything. Hang around like-minded individuals. So if you know your your goal is to be healthy and get in shape, we're better to meet other healthy people than a gym or going for a walk. Something like that. You may go for a walk. You may meet a buddy. That's your new fitness buddy. Now you guys can hold each other accountable for not missing your walks daily or something like that. Okay? That's one way to do it because it's already hard enough to live a healthy fitness lifestyle and lose weight. It's already hard enough. It's even harder to do it by yourself. That is a lonely journey. When you're the only one in your family, the only one in your household trying to lose weight, you're eating a salad and 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 your boyfriend or your mom or, or your cousins bring home pizza every day and, and fried chicken every day. It's it's it, it can be a lonely road. You're trying to go for walks on Sunday morning with your friends, like, like let's go to brunch, let's go to brunch, let's go to brunch. It can be a lonely road trying to lose weight. That's why you want to hang around like-minded individuals who your friends say, let's go to the bar. Your workout friends say, let's go to the bridge and, and let's walk the bridge. Two, two different lifestyles. And you know what? I appreciate you saying that because when I started my fitness journey, I told my close family up front, like, look, this is what I'm going to be doing. I need your support. Either you're going to support me by going with me. Like we're going to have to replace some brunches with just walking dates is what I call them. And my mom, she, you know, she wouldn't do five miles, but she'll give me a strong mile and some change, you know, as long as I promise her (laughs) like some ice cream or something afterwards. (laughs) I had to bribe her with ice cream. But one of my best friends, uh, Danielle, we would go walking we would go down to DC by the wharf and just, you know, hit the trail going all the way up to the monument and back. Or I would just go by myself and I would hit up like Blainsburg Waterfront Park and walk from my side all the way through DC. It's just knowing the accountability for yourself makes such a huge difference in what you're doing because then it feels like, hey, you know what? I'm not just doing this to burn calories. I'm doing this as therapy. A lot of times I'm doing this to, you know, feel better about myself or just get some fresh air. Do you know how much fresh air, Jovan, I got by walking these trails? It smells nice out here. Are those birds? Are those birds chirping? Parks are free. Parks are free. Free. And once again, you'll see other people there working out and you can make friends like that. Another free thing is YouTube. YouTube is free. There are literally thousands of workouts on youtube you can literally do a different workout every day for 10 years straight on on youtube find a youtube creator that you like that you respect that you enjoy and follow follow their workout programs i have about 500 videos on on uh youtube right now people can go to go to my page go to my youtube page and look at videos right on my youtube page of workouts by all body weight or if you want to incorporate weights you can go to uh five and below you can buy dumbbells, mats at five and below. You can have a whole little home gym for 20 bucks. A whole little home gym. Boom. A whole home gym. And you'll be good to go out five and below. And five, five and below YouTube and your local park slash sports stadium slash high school track, whatever the case is. You can really get fit for free if that's what you choose to do. Yes. And for busy professionals like myself, you know, a lot of us, we commute into D.C. or different parts of Virginia. How can someone stay active throughout the day, even at work? Because sitting is what they call the new smoking. 
um, because people are sitting down pretty much all day long, like what are some ways that we can still keep active while at work? So one thing that I want to touch on um, is the notion of I don't have time. I'm like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm too busy to work out. I, I, I put that in the same category as food is too expensive. Okay, but you buy Starbucks all the time. You, you, you buy this. You buy that. Okay. Same thing with, 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 with time management. I don't have time to work out. Okay, but you spend two hours on YouTube watching videos or not workout videos, but just gossip videos. You spend hours on Instagram. You spend hours on Twitter and TikTok. So you, you, you spend hours watching Love and Hip Hop. So what are we talking about? You don't have time. Like, let's, let's be real here, okay? 99% of people have time is what you prioritize in your life. Now, to the 1% of person who honestly doesn't have time, because you got kids, you got you to cook, you got to clean, you got to go to work, you got to do jobs. For that person, um, take the stairs instead of the elevator at work. So take the stairs. So avoid all elevators. Take the stairs. Um, get up. Um, I don't know how your work schedule may be, but every 10, 20 minutes, stand up, stretch, walk around the office. Um, when, when you go to the bathroom, do like 10 squats with, uh, be, uh, before you leave the bathroom every day or something like that. Um, e even at nighttime, uh, make a commitment that every night before I go to bed, I'm going to do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and a one-minute plank, and then get in bed or something like that. Or first thing when I wake up, oh, wake up, do 10 push-ups, and jumping jacks to get the blood flowing or something like that. It may not be an hour session in the gym, but it's better than just sitting down all day. You know what I'm saying? So take the stairs at work. Um, every 10, 20 minutes, get up, walk around the office, or get up and just go somewhere. And when you do go to the bathroom, uh, do about 10 to 20 squats before you use the bathroom, after you use the bathroom, things, just to get you moving. Like I said, it may not be a hard, high intense core workout, but it's something that's better than nothing. And then with your business, PR Fitness, I know it was created out of passion and dedication to your craft. Outside of the services that you already offer, are there any plans to expand your business, perhaps with other locations or even like a product line? Yeah, so one thing that is my goal that I definitely want to do is I want to become a, a traveling trainer. Similar to the booty and brunch class that I did, I want to take that show on the road. So I want to do a booty brunch in D.C. and then next weekend do Richmond, Virginia, and then New York, and then California, and Texas, and Vegas. So I, I want my booty and brunch or just my hip-hop cardio in general to get um, known enough to that where I can literally tour. Just like a rapper or a singer or any artist that, 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 that they tour, um, I want to tour. I want to go from city to city doing my hip-hop cardio classes and get paid to do it and get people healthy and have fun. So that's something that I want to look into is how can I start touring and get myself out there to where cities, I got packed gyms. Everywhere I go, I'm packing the gym out and I'm going from city to city and we're having a fitness party. I love that for you. And you know what, just add it to your vision board because you've already done so much to accomplish the goals you've already set. It's not far-fetched. You're, you're putting it out there into the universe and the work you're putting behind it will help build towards that vision, you know? So I feel like it's going to happen. Now we are finished with our main questions. I do have some quick fire questions for you. Do you want to yeah. try Man, Let's go. All right. All right. Okay. If you were a superhero, what powers would you have? Okay. So do you watch Marvel at all? You know of course I do. So I'm a huge Marvel fan, okay? But according to this question, I would be Doctor Strange, meaning I would have the power of time, OK? 
out of the power of time, what I would do is I would look at the lottery numbers and then go back in time and I would win every lottery and the money I went from the lottery, I would put back into the communities that, that need education, that need help, the underprivileged uh, communities, black and brown communities. And I would end all student debt. because there's no reason why we got to pay to get education out here. Mm. Why do I have to be in debt for the rest of my life just to learn something and to learn, to learn a skill when you told me to go to school? You know what I'm saying? So mm. I would end student loan debt. I would um, get computers. I would get um, education in neighborhoods. I would, get, I would just give all the lottery money to underprivileged communities so we can rise up and have some equality status in this world that we live in. So I would be Dr. Strange and have the power of time. I love that. And I, I appreciate you giving a real reference because when I ask this question, people just give the power, but giving a reference to a Marvel character, brilliant. <laughs> and then, okay, you are out, you're having fun with your friends. What song or rap will you just like body at karaoke night? Karaoke. That thong, the thong, thong, thong. Never when it be gone. Da, 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 da. Never when your booty go. Ooh, that thong, the thong, thong, thong. <laughs> oh, that's Cisco song. That song created a lot of controversy back in the thousands. Like, it did. And now looking back on it, I'm like, that song wasn't that bad, you know, compared to what we have now. <laughs> And then finally, if you were a coffee, what kind of coffee would you be? I would be iced coffee, highly caffeinated. Mm. Because, because I'm highly caffeinated because of the energy I bring. I'm super energetic. Um, if you've been to any of my classes, you know I'm just, I'm just crazy, wild. We're having a good time. We're twerking. I'm upside down on the handstand. It's just, it's live action. You would think, is he, is he on drugs? Is he on drugs? So I'll be iced coffee, highly caffeinated, but I will be the iced coffee because in most situations where you got to do public speaking or you have to um, control a crowd, people get nervous, they fear, they 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 break down, they, they can't get out. I got ice blood in my veins. I'm, 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 I'm cold as ice. I'm cold as ice, baby. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jovan, for joining me for coffee. How can people find out more about you and your platforms? Um, the best way to contact me is through my Instagram, which is at PR Fitness Camp. And for those that do not have an Instagram, you can email me. We all have emails at PR, uh, P -P PR Fitness Camp at gmail.com. So it's PR Fitness Camp on IG and PR Fitness Camp at gmail.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jovan, for your time. I'll chat with you soon. All right. Well, what did you think? I hope you enjoyed it. Jovan is so passionate about what he does and I really appreciate his transparency and talking about how we can do a better job, not a great job, but a better job of taking care of ourselves, of doing the work to keep ourselves active and healthy and fit in our communities and really make sure we are fueling our bodies for the long haul. To learn more about me and my business, you can visit Pink Doll House Marketing on my website, pinkdollhousemarketing.com, or you can follow my business page on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs, it's cool, at pinkdollhousemarketing. I look forward to talking to you very soon, I promise, very soon, and having more coffee and more conversations. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Coffee with Yvonne is produced and edited by Yvonne Pearson. 
Coffee with Yvonne is created by Pink Dollhouse Marketing. You can catch the latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.